Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. May 12th, 2019. Happy Mother's Day, (laughs) y'all. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And, uh, man, you know, it's a good day to enjoy the the weather with the fam, poolside, a couple of drinks, maybe not, some food, all that good stuff is beautiful out here in Central California right now, even though I'm not really acclimated to this heat. Therefore, I'm inside with the AC kicked on the 75. I ain't really a big fan of this right now. Uh, but, you know, is a, this is the uh, globally renowned day known as Mother's Day, although Mother's Day for the Mexican heritage was on Friday. You know, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people think that I only just like white women. That's not the case. I'm an equal opportunist. I like all women. And when they say Latinas do it better, you know it's the truth. I don't care if Donald Trump says today's the real Mother's Day. I'll give a late shout-out to Mother's Day on Friday for the Mexican heritage. Name me a time I'll listen to a guy with the cheap-ass made in China tie. I'll fucking wait. Snatch off that wig so goddamn fast. Yeah, I ain't with that Trump talk. But anyways... Uh, I'm energetic today, folks. I just took me a little nappy because I had a long night last night. Took me a little nap. I think we're going to do a show at 1.30 today. As me and JP talked about in the group message that Willa just could not, for whatever reason, grasp any sort of agreement on time. Yeah, he can never negotiate. He can never negotiate any of my contracts. Definitely. It's not happening. But anyways... Got the show started at 1.30 as we wanted to. Uh, got me in a little bit of trouble last Thursday. Saw on the show from a, a place with with some friends, strictly friends. Uh, so, you know, had to go home early. Blame that one on Willa. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes females be tripping for no apparent reason, for no reason whatsoever. So I mean, uh, it was it was a good time. I'm glad that uh, you know some of the fights turned out to be, you know, pretty good. The way that we, I I had hoped, you know, I think the Williams heard. We'll, we'll get to the boxing talk in a little bit, but you know, um, eh, I just want to you know give a little apology to my significant other for hanging out with friends on Thursday. So, you know. Absolutely nobody. 
Right. The host with the most does whatever the fuck he wants. And if I'm going to hang out with some friends on a Thursday night and call Willem's show and crash it with the other females, then he's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time Thursday. I wish Willa and them, Willa and JP would have would have uh, not been so hype on the Burchell fight with uh, that bum for Francisco Vargas, El Bandito. You should have known by a Mexican guy with the name of a Bandito that he's going to just rob your attention span and rob you for time that you'll never get back. So, uh, with that said, you know, I want to take it to JP first since Willa's going to be away from us for a second. You know, what he's got going on right now. I never know what Will has got going on right now. He should have a lot of time on his hands right now, not worried about an NBA game or, uh, taking up any other time frame for the show because them Houston Rockets gone fishing, dun, 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 fishing. Yeah, just like the little Martin intro we got. We should remix that one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's – I'm going to get my digs in today. I'm going to get my digs in today for Willis because he always want to take digs and, and jabs at me when I'm not around. So if we can, let's take it to Southern California and go to JP first, the guy who was, you know, on my side. We had to tell Willis, like, yo, negotiations don't work that way, brother. But JP, what's going down, man? How you doing today, my guy? Man, I'm chilling. Uh, happy Mother's, Mother's Day to everyone's mother out there. Hope you guys spending some time with her and letting her know she's a special lady. But I'm chilling, though, man, feeling good. I'm I'm in high spirits. I'm ready to go hang out with moms and pops and them and get my drink on a little bit and, you know, have that type of time. But it was a, a damn good Friday night of boxing, I must say, man. Uh, we've seen, I, I think, a new new boxing star emerge. That was my prediction on Thursday's show. Mm-hmm. I thought this uh, this Saturday would be Miguel Burchelt's really coming out party, and I think that happened. So yeah, we got some some fights being announced that we got to talk about a little bit. We got the big thing with Pacquiao and Thurman, so that that's the news we got to talk about. I, I initially felt that would never happen. Yeah. I I can't believe Manny Pacquiao is being asked to fight on this level. At this age of his career, but maybe that's just how dope Manny Pacquiao is. You feel me? So I don't know. A lot of stuff to talk about, my brother. Uh, I'm ready to get to it with you all. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff to get to, man. And uh, you know, it was a really good, entertaining fight week for all the fans. Uh, we all won at the end of the day. But before we go to all that, all that, uh, I just wanna start off this show with a little bit of class and give my well wishes and and condolences to the families of Harold Letterman. So I figured before we start our boxing talk, it'd only be it'd only be right to give the bell ring and pause in a moment of silence for a true boxing legend that we lost. The other night so without further ado I want to start this and then we'll kick the show off in full gear
uh, you never like to see uh, that C word pop up in a fight that some people have unfortunately lost. A lot of people have lost, but you know, I joked around a lot uh, in the time where I always said, like, Harold Letterman sounds like a guy who's underneath the ring watching a fight on a little small TV just by the way he sounds coming in. But uh, all shits and giggles, true condolences to a lost member of the boxing family and will continue to be one of the most uh, iconic voices mid-fight that it's going to be hard for others to replace for that nostalgia, that, that type of a just a, a expected voice to come mid-card that, oh, I wonder how, how this one's going to see. Where's the Letterman? Or, you know, so, uh, yeah. Heartfelt condolences from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, fam. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about, JP. We got a, 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 a packed show. A lot went down. And, uh, you know, we're going to try and make some time with this one right here. So whenever Will is ready to come back, I got a lot of things to say. Oh, Will is back. back okay, man. Hey, check, the your, message. check your goddamn text messages, man. First of all, Shout out to all the moms out there. <laughs> Second of all, when somebody like says we can do the show me. at one, JP says, yes, one is even better. Are you cool with that, RC? And then RC says, I'm down with whatever. Then all of a sudden y'all say 130 when 130 wasn't even even discussed at all. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, JP, I don't remember if you remember Thursday. I knew once RC got on the phone and let that other person talk that he was going to get in trouble. RC's making rookie moves out here, rookie mistakes. We've seen that happen. I saw it once it happened. I tried to shut RC off, but he kept on going. RC, uh, JP was pumping you up, wanting her to talk more. All I was doing was just getting getting, uh, getting pink toes very uh, red, if, no uh, way. You know, if you know what I mean. But great weekend of boxing. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers again. And I'm glad we got to make this thing happen, fellas. So now we can get it on. R.I.P. to Harold Letterman for sure. Hey, did, did, yeah. did the boxing public even know that Harold was in that condition? Because I didn't even know that, dude. This seems kind of sudden. Well, like, you know, like people, when people get their whole life to something and they and it gets taken away when they're old, that's what happened. Like Bobby Paterno, uh, Pater, whatever his name is, not Paterno, the guy that was doing the, the raping. Is that Patrino? Joe Paterno. I forgot his name. Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno. You know, he, he died. died you know, people, when heart. they give their whole life to something and it just gets taken away, you know, I, they seem to fade away, man. So, uh, RIP to that boy, man. Even though, you know, some of his cars got worse and worse over the years, but he was still a legend in the game and he, he still deserves our respect. And, yeah, RIP to that boy. I'm glad you brought in the chime. I'm, Not the bell. Usually it's a, it's a 10 bell count, but we got the chime. This morning. I'm gonna definitely miss hearing. All right, Jim. I got it three rounds to nothing. I'm gonna miss hearing <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. it always. That's what it's a okay, Jim. It's right. Uh, it's, uh, that's hilarious. We're gonna miss that definitely, man. But Willa, yeah, you, you're not sure. You don't know how how negotiations worked out. We were just, you know, we're just uh, keeping our feet in the in the in the in the water, so to speak. We didn't really say like. A certain time, so that's why I, I was ready for 1.30, so was JP. I don't know if they do things different over there in Texas, but nothing was solidified. Ain't you ever been to court before, brother? Uh, 
I just think 130 wasn't even it wasn't even discussed. So I don't know how y'all got 130, but it, it is what it is, man. We're on here. We're doing our thing. You know, y'all, y'all was just couldn't make one o'clock. I understand. <laughs> That's bullshit. I was ready for whatever. So, uh, but whatever, man. We got a packed show. I know Will is excited to talk about this show because he's a man that, you know, <clears throat> big hater off one of the other fighters that we're going to speak of right now. But since y'all got the show listed first off with Burchell defeating Francisco Vargas, let's get to it because I want my fucking money back. I paid for ESPN Plus yesterday because, you know, if y'all been listening from a while back, I, I got a I got a favorable cable box, which you know I, I pay a small price for. But for whatever reason, ESPN is down for the last two days on my box. Every other channel works except ESPN, which I I don't really care about ESPN like that because I don't watch any shows on ESPN. But I couldn't watch the Rockets game the other night, so you know I was like, "Fuck, this shit got to work." It still wasn't working yesterday, so I had to get on my Xbox and get ESPN Plus and watch the. Uh, the view from the locker room, which is the three bubbles on bottom and then two different uh, sides of the ring from both fighters' perspective. No commentary. Love that. But still, I watched the fight yesterday, and, man, I, I, I tried to tell you all the good message that I wasn't high on Burchell ever since I seen him, you know, be so afraid of Takashi 6'9", Takashi Miura being that. Because he's a little Asian with one hand, and – I've seen a lot of fear in Burchell. I didn't see a true Mexican warrior in Burchell in that fight against Takashi Miura. I mean, I would look, look, okay, so Miura might be able to, he might be able to, you know, put hands on ORC if, you know, if he caught me on a bad day. Maybe in a million years if I had drank a billion beers. But I would never be afraid of a fucking Asian midget with one hand. That's just not in my bloodline. I can't. I wouldn't be afraid of some little guy with one hand. It's not me. But that was Bichel. And ever since then, yeah, he might have had some highlight material from beforehand or at Palm Springs the night he beat the shit out of Francisco Vargas the first time. Sure, it looked good. But Francisco Vargas is fool's gold. The guy's not. He's not the good. He's not the good. And you know, he cut easily. No defense. He's a scrub. He's always been a scrub to me. Bandito stole time from me. Burchell stole money from me. Five ninety nine. ESPN Plus. Top rank one at the end of the day because they got me suckered in when I could have watched this fight for free. I mean, you've seen Burchell putting punches together and you just seen a, a, a walking zombie just like, <laughs> running into him. When Willa had text in our group message say throwing the towel, they really did throw in the fucking towel. There's no commentary, like I said. So, you know, I'm in the kitchen after the, uh, 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 making me a mixed drink. And I come back, and the shit's over. Hot garbage from my perspective. Burchell might look nice, but he don't want no smoke with Javante Davis. I've seen fear in that man's eye. Just like a fight we're going to talk about a little later. I've seen the lips quiver. Of Jared Hurd because he was so mad You know You gotta I, I noticed these things from fighters In fights where you could You could see inside their soul for a little bit And I just will never forget the fact that I've seen Miguel Burchell Afraid of a little guy With one hand So I'm not really high on Burchell I don't see the goods Will and JP have a different opinion from me That's fine I don't want to be on a show where all we do is 
fucking pat each other on the back and say, yo, huh, that's right, yep, 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 we know. We all have different opinions and different brains in the sport, and I like that. So, Willa, this fight for me gets two thumbs down, and I wish I had more thumbs to give to put down. Not high at all in this Mexican war. And when I was watching the fight yesterday, I'm just looking at it like, how the fuck did top rank get all these people in here and take their money? They just took their money. How the fuck did top rank at ESPN to put this out? ESPN was fooled. I don't get it. Talk to me about this fight yesterday, Willie, because I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, obviously you don't get human human beings at all. So, you know, back in the day they used to have a thing called the Coliseum, right? And that's where they would throw weak guys in there to get massacred, right, by some, some guy. You know, they even have, I think, in Mor- there's a thing that you love to play. It's called, it's called Mortal Kombat, right? So for like 800 years they were serving these people love up Mortal to Goro, Kombat. right? And all he would do, right, he would all, all he would do is serve them up, right? Beat, beat the hell out of him. Yep. So Goro was the champ. People want to see people get the shit beat out of them, right? Because you play Mortal Kombat, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So, so ever since Mortal Kombat one, that's that's exactly what the people got last night. Now, if I paid for that fight, if I paid to go see that fight, I got to see two washings, and there's nothing better than that. When you're going to see fighting, you know, as a boxing fan, yeah, you want to see the technical fight. You want to see you know, the guys get out, but, you know, you, you want to see a brawl, but more than that, you want to see somebody get the ass whooped. And that's what we got to see. We got to see Burchell whoop Vargas' ass like we like we all expected him to do. I mean, this was what we expected to happen, and he did what he was expected to do. In fact, he did it even worse than last time. You know, I sent the text that they might need to throw in the tile. I think I sent that in the second round because that boy's face was fucked up in the second round. He was just catching hooks. To the, to the face, nonstop, straight uh, right hooks, left hooks, uppercut, straights. You know, Burchell put it all on the line. He gave not all a lot. He showed us everything that he had in his arsenal. Body shots, menacing body shots. Now, that boy's throwing, and he was big, and he looked real big. And it was, you know, he looked very, so very big tested? in there. So, I think he should get set. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. But, you know, What are they at? One thirty. So, uh, you know, you look good. You know, I'm sitting outside. Let me, uh, let me go to JP. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I can barely hear you, my brother. There's all kinds of wind going on. So, we'll get back to you on that one. JP, I got a bone to pick with you, buddy. We friends and all, but this fight did nothing for me. Now, might be called a hater. Or, or whatnot, but I'm just not impressed with Miguel Burchell ever since I seen, ever since I seen fear from him. And you know what? I've never been impressed with Francisco Vargas. Is he had a second coming in boxing life after getting the shit beat out of him by Burchell the first time when he beat up one Rod Salka. And how long did it take him to beat up Rod Salka? What six rounds? It took him six rounds to beat the shit out of Rod Salka wearing taunting trunks that said "America First" with Trump's wall design on his trunks. So he's na 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 in front of a Mexican, and it took him six rounds to beat him, which it only took Danny Garcia about five minutes to make that head spin with some English off the canvas. 
I am not impressed with this fight whatsoever, and I don't like Francisco Vargas. But I'm over here pissed off because I lost money. Five ninety nine from ESPN Plus having to watch that. That might change my opinion a little bit on the fight. But tell me what you've seen about this fight because I just wasn't impressed, man. Um, I don't think the the, the call was that the fight was going to be so impressive. You know, that, that was the sell from ESPN. But what we did here on the Outsiders Rocking Podcast was say that Miguel Burchelt would, would pretty much beat up this guy, a fight that's happened in two years after the first. Um, in the first fight, Vargas got stopped. I said, you know, I don't see it being any better this time around for Vargas. In fact, it'll probably be worse than that it was. You know, to the, the older man, we have a guy getting into his mid-30s. You don't fight a dude in his mid to late 20s and have a better fight against him, especially if he lost the first time. So I knew it was going to be a bludgeoning to some degree, maybe not to that degree, but I knew Burchelt would look great. Um, but you got to be excited about him. The fight itself, no, you know, that, that's not the point. But I think we more so wanted to focus on the emergence of Burchelt, you know, being a player in the 130 division that where we got some good fights to be had. And I think Burchelt, you know, can give any one of those guys, Davis. Uh, we ain't worried about Davis unless Davis can hit him with one shot and he gets hurt by it because we haven't seen this kid hurt. He's been hit. But unless Davis can hurt him, Davis is in for a long night. If Davis' shot can't, like, really stun him and, you know, sway the momentum of the fight, oh, he's about to be in for a long night because he got a big boy who like to go to the body and that love to throw punches. Burchelt ain't going to just sit there and get beat up all night. You know, he going to throw punches too. I don't know, what, I don't know man. What if, I, I think he might get uppercut like Red did from Debo on Friday. He might. He just may. But um, there's, a, there's a chance that if Davis can't hurt him with one of those quick little uppercuts and drop him and do all that stuff, because one day that's going to happen. You ain't going to be able to do all that fly shit against everybody forever. Somebody going to be able to take that shit. Then we're going to be able to see really what you got. And maybe Burchelt's that guy. And Davis, I think the um, if you add up the metrics here, I like the stuff that Bur- Burchelt got against Davis. I like that Burchelt's a big puncher and a guy who throws a lot of punches. Um, can punch going backwards, going forwards. You know, he was doing it all last He was on his back foot last night punching in combination and look like all of them count body work. So uh, if Gravante can't hurt him, because we haven't seen Gravante, you know, really have to box or even fight a guy that was standing up to him yet. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Mike Tyson. This is Mike Tyson before he ran into to anybody who gave him any resistance. But you know how that adage goes. Mike Tyson lost to everybody who stood up to him. You know, yeah. so. We'll we'll see, man. I'm excited about Pertel. You know, I think he's going to be there for for a while, and he's going to be an exciting fighter. I don't see him making a bad fight. I don't see how he don't knock people. He's going to knock almost everybody out. Look at his record, and that, and that's truly because the way the way he fights. Thirteen and zero on the fast track. This is what I'm talking about. This is how this shit supposed to be. You ain't supposed to be thirty thirty something. And what what are we about to do with Ryan Garcia and all that bullshit. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this uh, guy's 42 and 0 like Canelo. <laughs> yeah, all that BS, man. We're trying to see a 
Okay, you 13 and 0. This this kid only 14 and goddamn old, and he ready. Let's get it, man. I, I love Burchell. Uh, JP, JP, real quick, and let me gratitude you on this one because I did bring up because I listen because I listen to the hey, show. Hey, Burchell is 36 and one. What are y'all talking about? I was just trying to I had to make sure I get it. Uh, he's already lost one. Remember we talked about this last time. He might have been knocked out the last 13 guys, but he's like he has 36 fights. He's 27 years old, wow. 28 years old. So I don't know hey, how it's, I it's, seen 13 and 0 last night. Yeah, no, and, and he also oh, maybe shit. he might be 13 and 0 in his last fight. Maybe since he lost, maybe that's what it is. Maybe since he's lost, he's been 13 and 0 and knocking everybody out. But his head is up and he gets hit way too much. Javante Davis sleeps him, and I'm and I'm high on him. I think yeah. he's a good fighter, but I think uh, I think Davis is the real deal. And Davis, you know, JP, you're right. You usually finally get to somebody that that can take your punches, but it's usually not when you start at the weight. It's not usually at the weight class you start up at. You know what I'm saying? You got to usually grow, and then you find somebody that can take your punches eventually. You're not mm-hmm. at 130. This guy, uh, Davis is a big dude for 130, probably too big for 130, so is Burchell. I think he sleeps Burchell. Burchell gets hit a, a little bit too much. Vargas is slow as hell, and he was giving them pieces to the – but, he, you know, he was eating them. But Vargas is, what, 40? He ain't that old. He might be 38, something crazy like that. So, yeah, I like Burchell. He he's gonna give mm. you a hundred, he's gonna give you a great fight. Um, he's gonna give you, uh, but I don't think he's the best in that division. Now he probably beats everybody else, but I think Davis, the way he keeps his chin up, the way he boxes with his chin in the air, I think he might. That's that's a recipe for disaster when you're going against a guy like Take Davis, who's dropping boys and giving boys body work too. Davis goes to the body too, so I mean I think it'll be a good fight, but I don't know. Hold on, Willa. Let me let me ask JP real quick because uh, fuck all I that, fuck all that. Like, but JP, the fight with Takashi Muir—that's the fight that that just rubs me the wrong way about Miguel Burchell because I was buying into the hype a little bit, and um, I actually passed on going to that fight that night over in Palm Springs, uh, uh, but. I, I watched it, and I've seen what I've seen that I told you. In that fight, if you remember watching, I don't know if you did or not, but Burchell, I was, you know, I was picking up the glass. I was about to sip the juice, but it was a pause as soon as I seen that fight. He, I, bro, I've seen him scared of a little guy that only had one hand in Takashi Miura. Like, that's what, that's what throws me off of this whole, the train that's passing me with Miguel Burchell. Because, uh, you know, fuck all that. People are probably thinking I'm just hating on him because he's Mexican. That's not the case. I, I don't like his what I've seen from him in moments where fighters, as you said before, have to cross that line into the unknown. And I didn't see him cross that line against Akasha Miura. I've seen him very afraid of a little guy that only obtained one left hand throughout the entire fight. He threw the same overhand punch the entire fight which he landed once or twice but he banked on it the whole night and that was pretty much like it's like when you're playing a video game uh a fight night or whatever with somebody or mortal Kombat, as willis said earlier where all they know how to do is one move that might have got you once might have got you twice but they keep using it and you're not going to get me but they keep using it that's what i've seen with takashi Miura against miguel burchell and i didn't see a strategic style to evade that or anything, I seen fear. I seen fear in Burchell. Can you can you comment on that fight? Because that's the whole reason why 
I'm not big. I'm not sold. I'm not anything for Miguel Bercho. Uh, Well, look, I didn't see the fight, but I'll say this. Those Asian fighters every now and again find themselves in, you know, they seem to bring the best out of certain Mexican fighters because, to me, them fight styles, them Asian fighters, you know, them Asian fighters is, like, really Mexican style. Them motherfuckers don't even move their heads. They just, like, That's true. You know. I'll give you that. So sometimes you just get two bulls in a china shop, and maybe Burchelt got uh, wrapped up in being the tougher guy or just, you know, not willing, didn't didn't use some of his um, advantages as far as boxing go that fight. I don't know. You, you'd be able to speak to that better, but I bet I bet that Burchelt probably just tried to outslug you know, a tough, durable Asian fighter. Them dudes are tough as fucking nails, man. I know we got a lot of little jokes and shit about Asians and all that, but when it comes to this boxing game at the lower divisions, them dudes probably the toughest. So, you know, I ain't going to, um, you know, rain on this parade just because he had one tough fight or lost a fight with, against a guy. And J-Rock told us about that. J-Rock begged the boxing fans last night. We need to stop that shit. He's like, this is the fight game. Anything can happen. And uh, just because a guy takes an L, we need to stop writing people lost, man. And um, J-Rock talked about that last night in his redemption fight. So oh, that's all I really got to say to it. I don't, I don't have a lot for you, R.C. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I advise you to check that fight out if you can, man, because, like, it, it doesn't it, – I, I, can't, I can't speak it into a – uh, a story to you know for you to check out visually what I've seen that night. If you watch that fight, Willa, you too, and all the listeners out there who ever seen it or haven't seen it that are high on Bachelor, I highly advise you watch that fight because that's where I put the glass down and I wasn't sipping the juice. I wasn't sold on what I've seen because you know, like I said, it's just a guy who is a smaller fighter than him and used the same type of bullshit that wasn't working. And I didn't see, uh, I didn't see a, 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 a strategy. I didn't see anything from you know, a, a strategic standpoint from countering a fighter and things like that. And in fact, I've seen a fighter who was scared. So I think you guys should check that out and look at it because, you know, this was like two years ago. So he might have, you know, downloaded a little bit more info. But Willa, uh, I, I'm not big on this guy, man, because of it. And uh, I, I think that, you know, if he gets in there with Javante Davis, you know, I think people are sleeping on Javante Davis, man. Like, and, and I was one of those people who was like, yeah, he's fighting a bunch of scrubs. And looking nice, but when I see the skills, you know, I start to pick up the glass again. I might sip the juice because I'm seeing that special shit that you can't teach from Javante Davidson. I think that if he got in the ring with Miguel Burchuk, that's my bike, punk. You want some of this too, old man? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't think he wants no smoke with Javante Davis, man. Oh, oh yeah, and, and, and one more thing, too. Uh, regardless of what Miguel Burchelt's record is, it wasn't when Canelo had first stepped in the ring with Sugar Shane Mosley and came in the ring, uh, what was he, like 43-0, and 0, fighting guys like... Uh, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck were those guys? Nobody could get to Miguel. No one could get to... <laughs> nobody can get to Canelo Alvarez's... Uh, cab drivers of 44 victories before he hit the big time. So just want to throw that out there real quick, too, because I know that's your guy. But, uh, Willa, this fight right here, I don't think 
I don't think my my opinion is skewed because of the the pricing and stuff like that, which I really do want my six dollars back. But I'm I'm just not big on Burchelt, man. I'm just not big on. It. I don't see it. I don't see it. I listened to the show you guys did uh, the very next day. Um, <clears throat> as you know, on Thursdays I'd be out there, man. You know, but uh, I, I listened to the show. You guys did a great job. I loved it. Uh, but just the, the the thought of this fight being the fucking main event of the weekend and being the headline of our show that this is the number one fight of the weekend is complete nonsense because the uh, the fight of the real the real fight of the weekend is what's coming next, unfortunately. So Arthur, Williams. What, what's not to like about Burchelt? He's totally fan friendly as far as viewing a fight goes. Like, how could you uh, – I don't know. I have to say you hate him because there's nothing not to like about mm-hmm. this man. He throws a zillion punches that are pretty accurate, and he got popped. What is not to like? Against guys that he's not worried about, especially like Francisco Vargas, because the guy that he got popped twice with as far as someone who packs a heavy little left hand and that Takashi Miura, I've seen a robot that malfunctioned. I've seen – uh, I seen a robotic yes man that you told that he says I love that tie because he's supposed to tell you he loves that tie and you told him I hate this tie and he malfunctions and breaks because he cannot agree with something that you hate because he loves everything that you, you understand what I'm saying but he's I, I bro I'm telling you he looked good yesterday I'm not gonna lie I'll give on a performance standpoint take the name away from him player one versus player two I give him an A. He did a hell of a job. He did a really good job in the fight. Like I said, I had no commentary that was I, – I, I couldn't tell you what they said in the fight. All I heard was punches that were ringside, and I could hear them better than they would being uh, uh, overviewed by, the, by the, uh, the commentary and whatnot. But I just can't get over the fact that I've seen him, and it wasn't even in deep water. It wasn't even deep water. Like, it wasn't Takashi Miura. I had him, like, you know – rocked in one round, and he had to overcome adversity. He just got popped twice by an overhand that a little guy tried to use all night, and I seen him malfunction. That's why I, I just can't get over that. I can't get over it. Like, yeah, he looked good against Francisco Vargas, but I can't get over what I seen when it was him going to that dark place. I don't know if he has a flashlight, bro, if it goes into that dark place. You know what I mean? But he did win that fight, correct? I mean, that's why I think yeah. hit, that's why I think Javante Davis. I think Javante Davis beats him because he gets hit too much. And when you're getting hit, as we saw in the uh, you know in the fight that y'all are calling the main event, but I said I, I didn't say mm. that the fights would be better. I said the fight card was better. So the dog bow fight, he got to work. I mean, it was all the same. Like I said, the name of this show is called Laundry Day because there was a whole bunch of washing going on. I don't like that. this was just one of the washings. We got to see two washings versus one washing. Same thing, same washing. But, yeah, Burchell is (laughs) fan-friendly. There's no reason to really hate on him. You could say you don't think he's the best, but to say he was scared of that guy, I don't think. I don't even think he's top three. I think that's top three in his division well i mean that's sort of that's sort of yeah. insane since he does have a belt so what is he he's at least top four he's got one of the belts right yeah, so yeah, i mean before it might be four yeah i think ring tv has him rated number one i think most people have a rated one or two with uh with javante well, Davis. Well, so. well, well rc tv has him four 
Right, the RC has a thing against Mexicans. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. This guy's the real deal. Oh, this guy's the real deal. He's giving people what they want, and that's that hybrid Mexican style. He's fighting off the front foot, the back foot. He's looking good, man. He looked good that fight. A plus. He gave well, people what they yeah, want to Willa, see. Willa, and that was a watch. If, if you already beat someone's ass and you have to fight him again, you're going to go in there with way more comfort. They're going to go in there and, you know, you're going to look you're going to look even better than you did the first time, right? Right. That's what he did. I mean, the motherfucker threw a gang of punches that had pop on him, man. I mean, shit, RC, you, you got some hella crazy math. You doing some Chinese math or some some funky science here to to uh, for how you gauging your liking for this man, if you ask me. Cause, uh, he, he's going to give fans everything we want. Everything. I mean, shit. We don't want a super Well, shit. I, I'm going to have to watch that fight. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I mean, I think he was whooping that, the guy's ass, and then he got hit by a couple of shots that hurt him. But, I mean, and he's all scared the whole fight. So, how do you win unanimously? I don't know, man. Well, that's because, you know, top rank has the money behind it. And if you look at any Asian fighter that gets uh, in a fight where they're so like, got, so where Asian robbery. fighters. Well, they always rob the Asian fighters. We know this. You know, there's uh, – uh, I can't remember the name. I could throw him out there. But, you know, it's happened before with um, – uh, I think it's Nisha here. With, uh, I can't remember. They're all, you know, they all look the same. But uh, a fight with Omar Figueroa, which uh, Nihito Okawa, I think it is, he was in a dog fight where Okawa busted his ass up. And, and it was a, a legit, you know – a seven five type fight, but you know, obviously they're gonna give it to the other Asian fighters. Always get screwed coming to America. They always do. It's just a, you know what I mean. So when that fight had happened, yeah, you ask me why they give it to them unanimously. Well, you know, the ugly black guy of boxing says Asian fighters come over here, give it all you got, and uh, <clears throat> thanks for coming. We'll we'll pay for your flight back home type shit. So that fight, I, I swear, man, y'all gotta. I'm throwing my pillows right now. Y'all, y'all got to see that fight, man. That fight against, I mean, Willie, you, you pretty much, uh, well, I wouldn't say you called it the way it happened. You said he beat his ass, but he got hit and blah, blah, blah. He was putting hands. He was putting hands for a little bit because, you know, he's going to give it to him. But when he got scared, he got big scared. He got James Harden in game seven scared. He didn't do anything, man. He didn't do anything. He, I just seen nothing from him, and I can't forget about it. And will I just do that dab at you just because? But, uh, you know, I, I guarantee, if he gets in there with a guy like Javante Davis, I might just have to take my ass, hop in the car, take that six-hour drive to Las Vegas, and put a good amount of money that's gonna pay for my gas trip there and back, and a little bit of drink on the way, on Javante Davis by KO. Because I don't like Miguel Bichel. I've seen weakness in this guy's game. I've seen kinks in the armor, all that. Was you you backing up a forklift right now, Willa, or what? <laughs> oh, man. I'm hype right now, fellas. And, uh, you know, Willa, he tries to put out that fake news that I got something against Mexican fighters. But, JP, I know, uh, a true boxing enthusiast, and I respect your opinions on everything. I hear... I heard what you guys said on the show, and I was just like, wait a minute. Like, all this adulation for a guy who was afraid of a midget, for one, and afraid of a midget who only had one hand. One hand, bro. Like, 
man, I can't get it. I can't get it out of my mind, man. I can't get it out of my mind. But neither here nor there. Moving along, let's take it to the real fight that happened this week. And you know, in boxing, as we all know, there's been. I mean, we try to keep race baiting out of out of the of the sport and all that good stuff, but it's always going to be there no matter what. Race baiting and all that good stuff somewhere is involved in boxing. Always Mexican against Mexico against Puerto Rico, you know, uh, the Latino fighters against black fighters. It's always going to be the underlining that brings the 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 people to the building, that brings the viewership to the television screen, all that good stuff. When Floyd Mayweather was still fighting and Adrian Bronner was coming up. You had Joe Rogan and Dana White talking about, man, they need to make that fight, uh, even though they're boys. A.B. versus Floyd? Man. But you would never hear. I mean, you you, you would hear it from a, a casual perspective, but when it comes to the sport, nah, you don't want to put Adrian Bronner against Floyd Mayweather. Put Adrian Bronner in a fight with the Mexicans. Put Floyd in a fight with the Mexicans. Shit like that. Or bring the U.K. guys over here, Ricky Hatton. You want to put two different sides together and have the 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 argumentative sometimes friendly sometimes not back and forth for some odd reason people think that two black fighters can't generate money and things like that can't generate hype generate viewership but yesterday we had Jared Hurd the champ champ going in there with the guy Julian J-Rock Williams who we see him get his ass beat by the crybaby Charlo. It's crazy if you think about it. That was Maul Charlo. Maul has not cried nor lost. Oh, that was Maul. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know. I, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. On the show that I listened to, he was calling him Big Baller Mala. I was like, okay, don't do, don't do, don't do Jamel like that. Just because he cried and lost, don't, don't hold Jamal up there because he still got his O. You gotta treat them fair. They twinsies. But. uh <laughs> I caught that too. See, see how I said I caught the the lip quivering or the fear scene. I catch everything. I catch everything in human anatomy. But hey, this fight that it happened, it's ironic. It's ironic because you know, Heard beat Heard beat old boy that had beat Heard. Uh, uh, that it. Uh, I'm sorry, Tony Harrison. Uh, Heard to beat him. Charlo lost to him. Charlo beat J-Rock, and now Heard lost to J-Rock. Wrong Charlo, man. Wrong Charlo. Is he the wrong Charlo? Jamel. Jamel Jamel cried. Jamel has not fought Julian Williams. That was Jamal. (laughs) Jamal hit him with the jab. Jamal is the guy that dropped him with the jab. Uh, Thank you, Charlo expert. I don't really think much of these guys anyway. But I don't like (laughs) – Hey, don't be calling don't be calling him a crybaby. You know what I mean? Don't call him a crybaby just because he, you know, he kind of. I didn't call him a crybaby. I said he didn't cry. <laughs> I just said he didn't cry. You said cry. I was like, I'm that wasn't Maul. Maul didn't cry. He kidding. hit him. He hit Williams with a jab and and knocked him down with a jab. Well, I thought that Julian. I thought that I thought that Williams was gonna get his ass whipped yesterday. He showed that Philly toughness. And I know to Willa's liking, you were talking about washing this and that. 
you know, you might have been, you might have had it a shutout. But I don't know, man. Uh, a bad L for for Jared Hurd in his hometown. You know, he had the Redskin band come out, all that good stuff. Bad L, bad L, bad L. But if I'm a fighter, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to go to that hometown. You know, man, I've been, you know, I've been cutting weight recently. I'm at 172 right now. If I can make 160, I want to fight Canelo Alvarez straight up. I'm gonna call his ass out on Twitter one of these days. But here nor there, this was the fight of the weekend. Two American black fighters put it all on the line, and they went in the phone booth, and it was just man. Julian J. Rock Williams, much respect, much respect. Did not expect to see the bully get bullied. Um, I think in the ninth or tenth round, I'm not 100% sure. You look at Jared Hurd, beginning of the round, right when the round started, he came straight at him. It might have been the tenth round. He came out and gave him a straight jab right away. But look at his face before he does it. His lips is quivering. We know that he's still living at home with mommy and daddy, and he's still doing chores around the house. So things might not be so hard on a guy who hasn't faced much adversity. We all see how he gets his face off, where he gets on his tiptoes and looks over the guy. He did that to Ares Lanny Vlar. He did that to Williams on face off last Friday. But you see his lips quivering. He's mad. He's mad that things ain't going his way. And it definitely did not go his way. I don't. I don't even necessarily need to bring out my scorecard for this fight because it's not important. But uh, much respect to J. Rock Williams, and I'm glad that the boxing judges and all that good stuff got it right because I wouldn't be that guy over here talking about. Well, you know, heard land the more he won. The, no, I'm glad they got it right. The the right fighter won. And much respect to Jared Hurd as well for being a, a classy individual and taking his first L. Because you never know how guys are going to act when they take their first L. You know, like, you know, we've seen uh, uh, the King of L.A. as we talk about. After his first L to call Flampton, he was going kind of crazy. Like, we need to do the rebound. Blah, 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 blah. Much respect to Jared Hurd. Uh, a great fight, though. Hell of a fight. I had people over here yesterday, casuals at that, and, and, and they were just tuned into this fight, tuned into this shit. They were, you know, they, they had to get up close to the TV, all that shit. They're not big fight fans. That's how I knew, you know, I, I, I have a, a, a type of, you know, sociological type of attesting when I see people when they, uh, just like when I went to go see Dominic Wade against Triple G at the Fabulous Forum. I'm not there to see the fight. I know what the fight's gonna be like. It's a it's an experiment from from humans in itself. Willis said I don't understand humans and for whatever reason why he said that. But I've seen people were engaged, entertained, highly entertained at that. Because Williams was throwing bombs and they were they were getting in there, man. Put him on the ropes. Third middle rounds try to get him on the ropes. Wasn't happening. But Willis, this was an entertaining fucking fight. I liked it from start to finish, and I'm not mad at the result, even though my boy lost. Much respect to J-Rock Williams. Your thoughts on this fight, good sir? Oh, man, excellent fight. Um, fight of the night, 
even though it was a washing like the rest of them. I think I gave her three rounds maximum. That's maximum. Uh, he well, was getting out boxed out class. I knew, I knew that he was going to lose when he came out singing his uh, him and his brother. They they obviously have some kind of R and B group. So he comes out to his own music. I'm like, uh oh, we got R and B thugs. We already knew he had no skills, but we, <laughs> you know, J Rock. Now that's another guy who, who might. I, I wonder what that pitch test is looking like afterwards because this guy looked a little different. Looks a little stronger. Mm-hmm. He's pushing the guy. He's pushing her around. You know, he's holding her. But then again, her has zero skills. Like her is like looking down at the ground while he's getting hooked in the face, and he's throwing like looping shots. He's looking down like throwing looping left hand hooks. It's looking crazy. He has no skills. He was getting caught. Um, you know, he was catching J Rock with a. With, J Rock did get punched a few times, and he got him a couple of good times, but was, he has no power. Well, was that? Was that more cockiness by by her by kind of not looking like you ain't you know you, and trying to do your thing or was that just lack of skill? No, I'm not he sure. was getting I, hit. No, no, because his eyes were already bloodied at that time. Maybe at the uh, maybe in the beginning of the uh, of the fight, I could say it was cockiness. But when your eyes are bloody and you're rubbing your eyes because you got blood in it and your face is bleeding and you're looking down, that ain't cockiness. That means you don't know what the hey, hell you're Vaseline, doing. In no, that's what that's not what he said. He said he got cut. He had to rub them eyes. You know, they said it was Vaseline. That's what the the, the people said. They they were also saying, oh, look at those shots. Hurt is landing. And I'm like, he missed all these shots. And they're screaming and hollering. It's like, uh, you I know. I hear that. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, Hurt is out of control. I mean, Hurt has no skills whatsoever. He's a bully. And when he couldn't get bullied, when he couldn't bully, it didn't work. Nothing worked for him. He tried to bully him. He ran out. He also looked like he was running out of steam. But that was also because. J-Rock wasn't scared. J-Rock went in there. He had a new strength and conditioning coach, right? Uh-oh. He looked ripped Uh-oh. up. Uh-oh. He's all of a sudden stronger. He's dropping her and a guy that ain't never been dropped before. He's he's eating punches. Now, you know, the, the commentary was saying, you know, Hurd has, like, they were talking like Hurd has one-shot power. We've never seen. Hurd doesn't have one-shot power. He just beats you up, and then eventually he has enough strength to finish you. But her, yeah, that was a complete washing, man. Like I said, it, he might, it might have been nine to three. You know, that's being that's being that's being like generous. I think I really only gave him two rounds, and it's like you know, he got he he has no skills. So if anybody in there, you can take his punches, or he you didn't even have, he didn't even have to take his punch. He got so close, and he was just outworking him that he had no he had no defense. He had no idea what to do. He had no idea what to do when somebody yeah. was in there fighting with him in the inside. Um, you know, did he get – I don't know how hurt he was. It looked like he got hurt a couple of times where he would back up. He would go in there, get hit, then he would just back up. A couple of those body shots hurt. You know, J-Rock came in there hurting him, hurting the bigger guy. So, you know, maybe there was a lot of science to do with this. We'll see. He's got, what, two of them – I think he's got two belts, right? One of them is like the IBO or something like that, yeah, I believe. I'm not 100% two. sure. Yeah, he got two real belts, but he's got three all together because one of them is the is the baby belt. But hey, hats off to J. Rock. He did his thing. Hey, I'm glad that Hurt was exposed, and maybe he'll you know he'll fade away because I think once a guy like Hurt, you know, we talk about the bully, but this is the real bully. You know, Hurt usually the bullies like Triple G, Kovalev. These guys are bullies, but they have they have skills. Hurt was just a weight bully. And he got exposed. 
somebody who was who was stronger or just strong enough. Got dropped. Come on, he got dropped. You're looking crazy in there. Hurt should be ashamed of himself. He had a big crowd. The crowd was loud. You know, they still showed him love afterwards. Hurt took it like a like a real man is supposed to. He just took his L. He was a bit better guy. You know, probably singing some R&B when he got home. His mom is in there. Even his mom, you know, she's like, <laughs> hey, you know, he got that work. So, you know, hey, great fight, though. Action packed. J-Rock Williams, hey, c- congratulations. We, we disrespected you. Or maybe we disrespected Charlo's power. But everybody had it as a, a as a as him getting finished, and uh, you know we were all wrong. And uh, take my hats off. That was a great way to that's a great way to make a statement. So we'll see. They, the, I think I saw the dad there talking about the rematch. The dad said he'll be back. The dad was making excuses like he was too tight. He lifted too many weights, stuff like that. But you know, we'll see how it goes. But heard I think he was exposed to a guy that has no skill, none at all. Damn, no skills. JP, man, pulling throughout a lot right there, bro. And 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 we're all on the wrong end of the stick. We all thought that, you know, I thought Herb was gonna put hands on, but it didn't work out that way. This was an epic fight, man. For a fight that it started relatively early, around six thirty or something like that. I got I got home and and right when it was about to start, I was you know I seen thirty minutes left on the boxing program. Like fuck, I thought it was over, but um. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let, let I mean, yo, it was a great fight, man. It was a great fight. Um, JP, this one right here was something that I don't think anybody expected, but somebody out there, whether it's in Las Vegas or New York, who was able to, you know, gamble on this one. Whoever's out there betting that puts money on Julian Williams, they're screwing ducks swimming in some coins right now. This is a big, very big upset. Your thoughts on this fight, my brother? First, 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 I must address the the narrative you laid out first, RC, um, with the two black fighters. That's that's great because that's something I've talked about for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been on a lot of formats in this here boxing game, man. I'm I'm OG, you know. Honestly, I ain't tooting my own horn, but I'm like a. I've been so you are. shit on damn. Yeah, on Dan Raphael's uh, ESPN chat 10 years ago, I used to, you know, mean uh, be a main player on that scene. Um, I didn't did the boxing voice scene. I'm OG over there. Um, you know, I've submitted all kinds of articles, man. I've, I've been offered to do real work. But um, none of that shit pay, and I don't have time for that shit unless you're giving me a real checky check. So uh, yeah, yeah. the thing is <clears> – <throat> That narrative, R.C., is, is very interesting, and I'll, I'll be brief here. I don't want to go too deep. But one thing you got to know is that black guys or, you know, the black fighter has been the blood of boxing the whole time. And if we just going to go to pay-per-views, you know, it's been the two black men. I mean, if we're talking about whether it was Ali Frazier, that was the biggest fight in the 19th century, in the 20th century, actually. Uh, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Um, we're talking about, you know, these fights being the most, you know, for their time. You know, now you got Pacquiao Mayweather. Now, that's not a Mexican and a black man. That's a Filipino dude and a black man. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, there's some difference there. But rest assured, don't ever let that narrative, uh, they, they want to sweep, for some reason in my estimation, sweep the power 
of the, the, the black the black viewership in boxing. I believe, you know, we don't show up to the venues a lot. And so for that, we get discredited. But the TV is what I think we own. They've gone so far as to have you believe that Floyd Mayweather, who was the undisputed, changed how we look, how we measure, how we gauge stardom in boxing, because now we've had to retract you know, we, we we call them fights that are doing 400,000 pay-per-views success. But when Floyd Mayweather was fought, fighting bums like Robert Guerrero and doing 1.25 with 1.75 with Victor Ortiz, you know, we that we, we didn't understand how that was happening. We thought that was just how a, a boxing star do. We now le- learn today yeah. that's not nearly, we learned that's not nearly the truth. So what was the push behind Mayweather? All the Mexican fans who just love to see him beat up Mexican dudes? No. Uh, people, I think it was so people who hated him. <laughs> no, no, man. It was the black the black fight fans. And we that beat. That was still there too as well. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And that's the, the fight fan that other fighters don't get. You understand? Because you ask the average black person who Mayweather is. They all know. Every black person on earth knows Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But you ask them. You ask them who Canelo is. You know what even the ones who pay a little attention to boxing will say? Oh, that's that redheaded boy. Yeah. You know, that redhead that redhead Mexican boy. They don't give a fuck when he's fighting Triple G. You know, so that's a different uh, that's a mm-hmm. demographic that every other fighter don't get. And that's why they can't be the king. But that's stories for another day. Um Yeah, yeah, just to, just a comment on that real quick because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a, it, a stereotypical thing to be put out about fighters. If, if you talk about a, a black fighter in the sport, what, what's the first thing someone would think? Slick or things like that. Fast twitch, as Simon likes to call it. But at the same time, you mentioned on the last show where I think, what, what was it you talked about where you seen someone get uppercutted and knocked out, but the fans were booing? I think that was in Staples. Uh, I, I can't oh, yeah, exactly that's, recall that's, right that's now. Jay Rock. That's J-Rock Charlo. That's what that was, right? Yeah. See, so yeah. in another, black, 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 black fighter. Why was that? Like, that, that's something that was, it confused the hell out of me <laughs> watching it. I had people that were there. I was supposed to go to that fight as well. And the, the Mexican demographic that was there, where would you see someone get knocked the fuck out and be booed for it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, a, it's a different type of demographic. Abel Sanchez. He's on record for saying that, like, uh, an American black fighter versus American black fighter is not, you know, it's not entertaining. They're just going to run from each other all night, which is, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, it definitely is. You know, the, 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 the toughest dude you ask me all the time in boxing, Marvin Hagler. You know, that motherfucker didn't do nothing mm-hmm. but put his head down and come forward for about 15 years straight. You know what I mean? But, look, yep. man, all that for the, you know, the discredit, you know, the discredit, but it's just a fact, you know, that would happen in the Galen Center, that Charlo versus J-Rock, I was there, um, that, that was at the Galen Center, that's USC's, I think, women's basketball arena, or their basketball court, uh, so it was right downtown, I was there in the building, uh, me and a few partners, and boom, uh, Charlo dropping, so, yeah, it, it's like it, it's the difference between what Tom Brady does on the sideline 
and he's considered a he's a, he's hot headed and he gets in people's ass. And when, so passionate. when oh, passionate, he'll really get a he'll ring you a new one. You know, he's not scared to challenge people. But when fucking Odell or T.O. or any nigga Cam Newton. do Cam Newton do anything like that, boy, they just about a thug. You know, look at this thug that he look at him. He ain't got a daddy. You can tell he ain't got a daddy. Look how he acting like a woman. You know what I mean? We there's all we get the negative spin. So same rules apply, man. Um, they they said Charlo was classless. That that that's what it was because he celebrated. There was a lot of bad blood leading into that fight between he and J Rock, and they were serious about it. And uh, Charlo, you know, ended it emphatically, and he talked that shit afterward. Like, yeah, you bitch ass nigga, yeah. You know what I mean? Got in his shit, got on his float, let him, you know, partied on him a little bit. And then, of course, after those emotions go down, you go and do all your normal sportsmanship like shit. But after that punch lands and you land that sweet one, you're going to be like, yeah, motherfucker, anybody when they get in a fight do that. You land a big hit in football. You dunk on somebody in basketball or hit a game winning. You're going to be on, in, in their motherfucking ass a little bit for a minute. And then after it all settles, you're going to come back and say, man, good game, brother. Man, I, you know, good game. I mean, you know, whatever you say. But at first, you're going to let him hear it. And that's all he did. I'm in the, I'm out there. I'm out at the shit. And everybody just going off. Boo, boo. Look how classless he is. J-Rock was hurt. You can tell he was hurt badly. And look how he just celebrates when a man is down. That's what it was. That's what it was. But look, man, damn, we didn't, we didn't went down. Damn shame. The whole <clears throat> point. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking we'll, about, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for another, maybe relatively fat and black pocket. Maybe we'll, we'll get deeper into the rabbit hole of that one. But this fight with Jared Hurd yesterday and Julian Williams, as I mentioned, <laughs> two black fighters who put on a hell of a fight. Mexican style, as they would like to say, for two people with the red, white, and green flag. But this one right here was a phone booth, entertaining, barn burner, slobber knocker, whatever you want to call it, of a fight. I enjoyed the shit out of it, even the outcome, even though I was going for my guy, Jared Hurd. JP, your thoughts on this one? Because this is a big, pretty big upset, man. Whoever puts the money on Julian J. Rock Williams is Scrooge McDuck right now. Yeah. Uh, this was one of them nights where every one of us, Fucking experts, because we all experts, every one of us. You mm-hmm. are an expert, Will is an expert, I'm an expert. And we're all humbled that every single boxing pundit, every nigga on Twitter who's somebody from the Doug Fishers mm-hmm. to the K to the KHs of the world. You know, everybody then got this one wrong. So this one of them nights where we all falling back like, Yep, that is, is it humbles you and reminds you that this is the fight sport. This is the fight game. So uh, you know, you, you you never know. You always where it pops up every now and again, and you have one like this where the the fight lords, the fight gods remind you like you don't never know what'll happen here. But we got it terribly wrong. Um, not a shame to say because everybody got this one wrong. Um, but J Rock, man, I'm I'm happy for him. I knew he'd be emotional about it. It's it's a redemption, you know, because he was written off. Because going into, you know, J-Rock is like, okay, they, they, it seems like he got some push behind him, but it's not like we see anything A-plus out of him. We see a lot of, you know, he checks in a lot of the boxes with a B, maybe even a B-plus, but nothing's an A. So it's like, okay, J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. I kept hearing J-Rock. 
And then, you know, Charlo went in there and made rather quick work of him. Any guy you make quick work of, I mean, Marvin Hagler yeah. put out put out put out um Tommy Hearns in three rounds. Now three freaking rounds. But people regard that as one of the greatest three round fights that ever you know, the the greatest three round fight in history. You know, but three funky rounds though. You got put out quickly. You know, but um that happens. So when the motherfuckers get put out early, man, it really changes how you how you think about them, I think. If you a mm-hmm. guy gets put out in three, a guy gets put out in three, you know, it's a lot different whether he gets put out in ten. You know, it's just yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The revolt's the same, but you know, it's just different how you'll think about it. So J Rock happened to suffer that that consequence, and I think he was totally running off. He said, "Yeah, man, yeah, who cares about him anyway? Nobody cared. Let him, you know, you know who cares if he continues or not." And I knew he would, but I took my eye off of him. He was no longer on my radar. I, I know he's had a couple fights since. Not concerned about it. Um, he's back on the. He came in here now. You could say anybody. I'm sure fighters around around the boxing scene that were licking their chops at a at a Jared Hurd because it's like, look, man. Of course he has no skills. You can hit him all day. Um, he ain't punching devastatingly hard. You can tell his arm punches, but his bludgeoning, it'll get to you after a while. He's big. But, you know, we we are professionals. So you can't just be big. You can't just hit hard with the right hand. A professional is going to eventually get you. He's going to take away your, your power and use it to his strength eventually, eventually, right? And so, you know, I think that's that what true. we see. That is, is true. J-Rock, you know, I, I think J-Rock's a student of the sport. J-Rock really cares. You know, a lot of these clowns be in the business just for fun's sake and to get rich. But J-Rock, one of them dudes who, who ain't fully talented like that. He didn't – a lot of these boxers, man, like Adrian Broner would probably been a great little football player. You know, he's athletic. A lot of these dudes <laughs> just, just naturally athletic. You know, but J-Rock ain't that guy. He wasn't the best basketball player in his hood. He wasn't the best football player around. You know what I mean? He he had to work for this. Yep. As a matter of fact, he he probably couldn't have made it in them other sports. You know, he had to work for this. You see a guy like Errol, yeah, you know, Errol Spence would be a great little high school safety, you know, or something like that. You know, these these dudes, you can see them their 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 athleticism being able to translate to other sports. But Jay Rock never struck me as that guy. So I'm being long winded here, man. But um. Happened oh, for Jared, Jared, Jared Hurd was kind of what we thought he was, though. We wanted to dr- jump on a train. We wanted to sip the juice. But we all knew in the back of our mind, like, yeah, damn, it's, it's fun fucking with this Hurd guy and making him into a monster. But goddamn, he's really easy to hit, and he don't hit devastatingly hard. See, when you're easy to hit, you got to hit pretty hard. That's the thing about Pachelt that makes him interesting. Yeah, he's kind of easy to hit. He ain't nearly as easy as Hurd. But he hit hard, too. So if he can take yours, you're about to have a fun fight. That's the thing about Burchelt and Devontae. Mm-hmm. If he can take it, we got to be in for a night. But, uh, you know, Hurd don't necessarily hit anybody that hard. And, you know, he just couldn't take it either. Now, Willa, like Willa touched on, and I'm going I'm to get out, out of here after this. Um, did, he have the, did he have that spinach? Was he off that Popeye? 
You know, that nigga came in uh, looking a lot stronger. I have never seen Jared Hurd going backwards to, to this day. I seen Jared Hurd going backward last night. I seen Jared Hurd retreating. Nigga remind me of uh, Cobra on, on G.I. Joe Retreat. Nigga, that nigga was like, <laughs> you know, uh, he he was hurt. He was hurt, man. Uh, he was feeling it. Rock and Rock was, he was smooth in the pocket. That uppercut, I mean, he couldn't miss the uppercut. I'm surprised. Now, Hurd was got a beard on him. I mean, Jesus Christ, even in the 12th round, it was like time after time. So, <clears throat> shit, and that could be saying maybe Rock don't hit that hard or maybe Hurd has a beard. It's one or the other because, boy, them shits was landing clean and pretty consistently. So, good fight, though, man. Uh, Jared Hurd just got to fight his way back, and uh, he'll be back in contention. J-Rock will be a fun fun champion to watch because he can lose any time. So, let's, 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 I'm, I'm interested in it. That is true. That is true. Uh, the, the, the uppercut was there all night. I, I really, when, when you see some of these punches, and I didn't know if Hurd was going to be able to make it. <laughs> you know, he was getting tagged up pretty good, man. Um, he was getting tagged pretty good. And let's be honest, uh, I don't even need my scorecard right now, but I remember exactly what it was. Hurd would have lost that fight against Erislandy Lara if he didn't get that knockdown in the 12th round. It was that close, but I had Lara, you know, officially up up until that point. So, you know, Lara just might not have had as much pop as he needed to to get to him as much as well as he did. Or, you know, because Williams had definitely had some speed on him that, that, that helped out with a lot of shots he was able to land. But let's take it to NYC, folks, because Janelle's on, on the line with us, and I'm sure he can give us uh, uh, the fighter's perspective of what's going on here. Because, hey, Janelle, uh, this one right here, I don't know if you predicted Julian J. Rock Williams to win without telling us, but I showed no, you. I didn't. And- <laughs> no, I didn't. But, but and like I always said with Hurd, Hurd is molding himself. You know what I'm saying? Had Hurd fight guys his size a long time ago, he would have been suffering a loss. Although Williams actually still smaller, but I'm mean, Hurd has very limited skills. He throws a lot of arm punches. I mean, he is developing, but as you can see early in the fight, uh, uh, and that kind of remind me of, of, of a Canelo Floyd Mayweather, how Canelo tried to out-finesse Floyd, and, like, why are you trying to uh, bounce around on your feet and trying to out, out-finesse a more technical fighter in which he was doing up the first three rounds trying to, but, yeah, he was looking like a fool. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Her, he throws all arm punches. He put no leverage. He puts leverage into his shots from a distance. But if it's in close, he's all arm punches. I mean, the guy has very limited skills. It's like, and see, Williams on the other hand, now Williams, you know, he was putting leverage into his shot. He was putting full body commitment to each and every shot. And I just knew it was a matter of time. I was, I was telling Simon as the rounds were going, I was like, yo, this guy's getting knocked out, man. Hurts getting knocked out. But Hurts got a good chin. He did show some shit. You know, he went 12 rounds. He is tough. He is durable. But, I mean, he's literally a weight bully is what he is. It's like how Paul Williams was at 147, but those guys were able to move up and still um, uh, both Paul Williams, Vernon Forrest, and Tyler Turns were all able to go up and wait and still be effective. But like Hurd, I'm very limited skill, but it was a very good fight, a very very entertaining fight. It's like William said, man, boxing is the only sport where you can't, as soon as you lost or you lose, they'll write you off. I'm not going to call back when Shane Mosley finally lost or the Vernon Forrest. Immediately, oh my God, take away the name Sugar. He was never worthy of carrying name Sugar. He was always terrible. I'm like, he's not an all-time great lightweight even. 
I'm like, God damn, just from one loss has happened? But that's boxing for you, man. Boxing is just like, it's just terrible how boxing does that to this. Oh, guys, you expect guys to be starting. And then you want to knock guys who do choose to pick and choose guys. But if they lose, man, you fucking knock them for it. So it's just like, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, kudos to Williams. Um, I think he put himself in the mark for a, a rematch with uh, a Charlo. But Heard wants to exercise his rematch clause, which might be a little dangerous for him to do because if he suffers another loss at a weight where he's just beating guys because he's just too big for guys, if he suffers another back-to-back loss, that could be catastrophic to his career. You know what I mean? So I I wouldn't really say jump in there. You Good point. For me, like rematch. I don't think he should jump in there. Yeah, yeah. You know he's going to want to, though. You know he's going to yeah. want to get right back in there. He's a very powerful guy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure we do some good numbers because this was a very entertaining fight. I, mean, I know I'll definitely watch it. I might even go to that fight, honestly. There's a good chance I'll go to that fight if it's in Philly or whatever. Or most likely, it'll be in Philly, most likely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he will take a rematch, but I think his handlers need to sit him down and, like, hey, hey, let's look elsewhere for a couple of fights and then get back into the mix slowly and then work on some things. Because he has a lot to work on. He was bending down way too low, uh, giving up his height and reach advantage. All them arm punches with no leverage in his shots, taking way too many shots. You know, I mean, defense is just not there. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, he got things that to work on. He has to work on a lot of things. So, in the media rematches, I don't think it was a good idea for his career, you know? Definitely not, man. Definitely not. I don't think it would be neither because he does have some things to work on. His bully tactics didn't work, and we all know what happens when a bully gets bullied. They don't like to get hit in the mouth. <laughs> so, uh, that, that's, what, that's what it really came down to, man. It really boiled down to that. Um, well, uh, uh, I, I was talking to you earlier, and you had a lot of wind going on, and we had some combos going between. But if you want to put your final touches on this fight before we move along, I mean, uh, it, it, as far as maybe this wouldn't be in a, a fight that would be in the best interest for her as far as an immediate rematch or, or whatever about this fight. Because entertaining fight, if they had a rematch, I mean, I'm all in. I, I, like, I got in yesterday, like I said, when the fight was just starting. But if it happened again and had a rematch with these two, I'm scheduling my day revolved around this fight. Yeah, I would think these guys, uh, I mean, if I'm hurt, I want the rematch. I don't think her was hurt that many times. Um, I think he's going to want the rematch. I'll watch it again, but I don't think anything changes. Her has no skills, and you just get out skills. You know, this ain't like Harrison versus Charlo where the guy got outboxed, but he does, he has skills. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's going to want it. His dad was talking about it. They both said they want it, so we'll see. Uh, I'll watch it, but I don't think this going to change at all. Nah, definitely not, man. Definitely not. But uh, uh, moving along, folks, we are not going to have this be one of the longer shows that we have. But we definitely have big news that popped off. Uh, that was a, a a fight that we all, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, I, I've, I've been a Manny Pacquiao fan throughout the years. And I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this one. This is a dangerous fight for a guy who's, you know, in the later parts of his career and seen a lot. I mean, I'm not sure collectively I, I don't have the, 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 the box wrecks ahead of me right now, but 
Manny Pacquiao got to have somewhere between 60 fights in his belt, under his belt. And to be going against a guy like Keith Thurman fights, right now, man. 70, 70 fights, fights, man. 70 fights. <laughs> That's a lot of fights, man, for a guy like Manny Pacquiao who's been literally the hell and back. Hell being that punch by Juan Manuel Marquez being the biggest knockout in pay-per-view history. And, you know, to the top of the mountain, getting that 100 milli with Floyd. Or you could say top of the mountain when he put them paws on Oscar De La Hoya. Or when, you know, he was beating up everybody coming up when Floyd was gone. Ricky Hatton in five minutes and 59 seconds. I mean, however you want to see it from Manny Pacquiao, this guy... Somebody always, he's ghost status, man. He really is. And for him to be getting in a fight with Keith Thurman right now, that's crazy, man. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Coming off a win on pay-per-view that did really good numbers with Adrian Broner. I mean, Manny Pacquiao, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. A fan of his, I am. And for him to get in a fight with a dangerous fighter like Keith and one-time Thurman, ugh. Man, I know sometimes we might have the, the taste in our mouth from your last performance, and we've seen Keith Thurman get touched up a little bit by Josecito Lopez, but that might have just been the, you know, warming up process of a guy who's been sidelined for a little while. He might come back and still be that guy who buzzed Sean Porter, took his ass out over at Barclays. That might be the same guy who put hands on Danny Garcia, rocked him in the second round. That might still be that guy. Man. This is a dangerous fight for Manny Pacquiao. And, <laughs> and GOAT status, as JP said. It's official, folks. We got Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman going down live on pay-per-view. And for the era that we talk about pay-per-view being gone, this one's going to get my money, man. This one's getting my money. I want to see this fight. This is a, a legendary fighter in Manny Pacquiao. who's shown he's still got some gas left in the tank, knocking out Lucas Matisse putting hands on Adrian Broner. Man, OG, triple, triple, Manny Pacquiao against Keith one-time Thurman. Willa, I can't believe I'm saying that right now, man. I, I thought that this fight would not happen. I thought that Manny Pacquiao would tiptoe his way around some welterweights and get, you know, as much money as he can before he he hangs it up. I think before Broner fight, he said he's got – Three fights left in him, maybe four. So this one will lead two down the way. Man, this is this is crazy, bro. But we got this one live on and popping for show, pay-per-view. We know Keith ain't missing weight. We know Manny ain't missing weight. We're going to see this one happen, man. We got the OG Manny Pacquiao against, you know, one of them boys in the Lions then, and Keith Thurman. <laughs> Your thoughts on this fight, man? Is it? Does it have that? Does it have that same hype as it would for a Manny Pacquiao fight? Let's say pay per view in two thousand ten. No, this is what I mean. This is what I would call like a desperation. I think Manny needs that money. He's looking for the biggest fights, the biggest paydays. But you know, when it comes down to it, Manny's probably about to get washed. Manny's too old. Uh, Keith is a young man. This is a young man's game. I'm, you know, I'm glad Manny's, I'm not glad, but, you know, I'm sort of, it's okay that Manny's doing this. He's trying to prove himself. He's not going to get killed in there or anything like that. Um, You know, he'll be able to last. He'll go all 12 rounds, but he's not the same old Manny. And this really, you know, 
I'll probably watch it. I mean, you know, I am going to watch it. And, you know, closer we get to it, you know, they'll do the – they'll have the little uh, videos of Manny and it coming up, and he'll, they'll, I'll probably get more hype for the fight as it goes on, you know, because I'm a sucker like that. But at the same time, we know what's going to happen. I'm happy for Manny. Happy he's going to get another payday. But uh, in a second, the good thing about it is that all the WBA belts, we won't have to have a regular champ anymore. We'll just have one champ, and it'll probably be – one time, Keith Thurman. Damn, taking the air out of the balloon right there, Willa. I mean, we we thought he might have been too old for Adrian Broner, but this is here nor there, as we like to say. Uh, JP, your thoughts on this fight, man? I'm hyped on it. Willa, he thinks he's going to be a Washington. I've always heard the, the the sounds of Manny Pacquiao just trying to get a paycheck. I don't think Manny Pacquiao is trying to get a paycheck. I think he's trying to pick up that belt and add to his legacy. What's your thoughts on this fight, my man? Uh, initially, y'all know I was leading the charge on Manny Pacquiao needs nothing to do with this new, younger generation. He's from another generation, man. He's from the Mayweather, the the Marquez, the goddamn, you know, the guy was fighting Barrera and Morales, who have been retired for 10 years. (laughs) Well, not not Morales, but Barrera. You know, this guy is from another generation, so I thought that they would never put him in with these dudes. But we've seen he's able to wash Adrian Broner. Now he washed him. Um, my, my thing here is I think this fight, they're, they're getting Keith when Keith is after his first fight after his long layoff. Keith did not look that good in that fight, in his first fight back. He, he didn't look good. So I, I, I'm going to go into this fight thinking this is this thing is gonna be a potentially a fight of the year. I'm hesitant to pick Manny Pacquiao, but I, I want to. I don't think he's about to get dogged by any stretch of the imagination. Um Keith Thurman has never seen anything like a Manny Pacquiao because there is only one Manny Pacquiao. Seventy fights deep. You know, this now if he yep. so happens to be to be to beat Keith Thurman He's now elevated over Mayweather, which he may already be. He may already be. I was going to say, yeah, in, I was going to ask that. Where does that put him if he does get this? That's that's a hard question to answer, man. Well, he's certainly over Mayweather, in my estimation, if he wins this fight, in your all-time great regard. I think this might put Manny Pacquiao into a top-ten conversation, maybe even, shit, top five, just because of the, the, the romance involved in this story. This man is 40 years old, 70 fights in, and come out and beat a guy who was, you know, a unified champion at some point. So, you know, I'll be pulling for Pacquiao in this fight. I'll be pulling for him. I mean, yeah, but and, he um, was. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, he was a unified champion. If you look how Thurman looked at this layoff in his last fight, I mean, I don't know. I would give it, I'll still give him credit, but on the same note, I mean, is it Thurman that beat Danny Garcia? No. No. It, it's not a Thurman that uh, um, a lot of guys was avoiding back in the days, or it seemed like back in the days now, but you know what I'm saying? It was a Thurman. I doubt Pacquiao wanted any part of that Thurman. I mean, they saw how he looked his last fight. I mean, that holds a lot of, a lot of weight right now. I, I mean, it just has to. He took a long layoff on multiple surgeries, a, a long layoff in the sport. And, I mean, and he saw a little bit of rust in him um, off his last fight. 
he didn't look like one time his last fight. I mean, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it's just hard to put him in that top ten. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's just difficult, man. Because again, it's not Thurman in his prime. I think we could all so, agree on that. I mean, so are you going? So are you leaning Pacquiao in? Because I know you ain't picking Pacquiao, but you want you already got the discredit in for him. I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like you're absolutely right. It sounds like it, but I mean, these tangibles just have to be brought up. It just has to be. I mean, if he wins, it's kudos to him. But you can't say that it was Thurman he beat, or uh, Thurman at his best, on top of the game. Um, that has to be out there. That just has to be out there. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, this is not the Thurman who beat Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, that I has to be brought into the equation. It has to. It has oh, to be. It has to be. Fair. I mean, the history books won't say it. I mean, history books won't say it if he beats Thurman. Okay, because history books is going to say, okay, he, uh, he beat Keith Thurman. That's all it's going to say. It's like a lot of other victories he had. As far as the Margarito, it was the Margarito post Shane Mosley. So it just says he beat Antonio Margarito. That's the history books. I mean, history, uh, uh, time takes care of everything, and it will take care of this uh, no matter how it goes. Because if Thurman beats Pacquiao, he's not, if he knocks out Pacquiao, he's not getting credit for knocking out Pacquiao. It's not the Pacquiao that beat Margarito. It's not the Pacquiao who's on tear. I think he'll get a lot of credit for knocking out Manny Pacquiao. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think prime, it's not prime Margarito Ricky Hatton Pacquiao, but we gonna say you know he knocked out a formidable Pacquiao still. We gonna give him his good end. Go, no, it's not gonna be the prime Pacquiao. No, it's not. But how how long is we supposed to? How long does Keith Thurman need to get back to Keith Thurman? He's been offered. Probably it's been three years since that now at this point, you know, going on until this uh, two we'll, and a half, two years. I think we'll all agree. I think we'll all agree. And this is the only reason why they're taking the fight. Why Freddie Rose decided to take Thurman because he saw how he looked at his last fight. And know he's coming off a layoff. And know he's rusty as hell. And know that, honestly, he might never even get back to that one-time form that he had. I think we have to agree that they wouldn't be taking this fight if it was Thurman after he beat Danny Garcia. And we'll have to agree on that. Well, he couldn't fight after Danny Garcia because Danny Garcia broke his elbow. So, you know. <laughs> you had those in there. Boy, he loves your Garcia, don't you, man? You, you love hey, your Danny I'm boy. Just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a no, truth teller, no, you know? No matter how, how you cut it, all the advantages should favor Thurman, every single one. You know, Manny Pacquiao is completely from an, another generation. So I ain't going to hold too much out because Thurman ain't who he used to be fucking two years ago. Manny Pacquiao ain't who he used to be ten years ago. So uh, I, I'm not the shit. You know, I ain't going to put too much. Uh, no matter who weight. wins, I think another thing we'll have to agree on, uh, no matter who wins, it will be discredited. If Thurman wins, it'll be discredited. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be discredited. If Pacquiao yeah. wins, it might be um, it might be less discredited if Pacquiao wins. It'll be less discredited. Uh, discredited. But, Janelle, but, but Janelle will, at the same time, at the same time, if I'm Keith Thurman and I pick up this W against Manny Pacquiao, let's say I knock him out, 
I'm going on. I'm changing my nickname from one time to Legend Killer. You could throw that little. You could add that type of a feather to your cap as far as. I understand, but let's legend. face it. But let's face it. All the box experts won't say that. Okay, this is not a pack. This is a pack that, that, that uh, should have retired a long time ago. I think we'll all agree on that. Uh, Teddy well, Allen, they all would jump out and say, oh, this is not Pacquiao. That was on a tear some years ago. You know what I'm saying? Because if it was that Pacquiao, that fart Margarito, he would have dust Thurman off and la la la. That's exactly what they would be saying, right? And, and so, so now, who well, wins? We, well, we, kinda, it, we got a glimpse. We got a glimpse of what we're going to get from Keith Thurman if he wins. Because if y'all were paying attention to the things that Keith Thurman was saying about Manny Pacquiao, talking about, are you getting ready to go night night again? He's talking a lot of shit on his Instagram. Uh, a live feed that he had about Manny Pacquiao. He was talking a lot of shit. Like, this is not the... I'm sure he is. Uh, He's pumping up a fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He won't do big numbers. He won't do big numbers, of course. But it's his biggest platform yeah. he ever had. Maybe might ever yeah, have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, hey. You know what I mean? So, I, mean, I can't knock him for it. Yeah, he's talking big shit. He's talking big shit. So, uh, we'll see how this one works out, man. I- I'm excited to see it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can't pick Manny Pacquiao to win this fight, even though we'll do the picks another day. But last topic before we get up out of here and spend the Mother's Day with all the mothers, fellas. Willa, your guy, Amir Khan, your man, your man, <laughs> Super Grand, your guy. Now, he almost was back on top of the mountain if, if Bud Crawford had got disqualified for a low blow. <laughs> he would have been back where he's supposed to have been in his mind. He had elbow surgery today. He said that, or was this yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah, This was posted on his Twitter account. Uh, actually, uh, yesterday at 11.26 a.m. Update, had my right elbow operation today. It was giving me pain in my last fight. I'll be punching hard in three to four weeks. Hashtag recovery time. Can't wait to get back in the ring. Terrence Crawford, you lucky that Amir Khan had him an elbow injury in that fight. Otherwise, you would have got the real Amir Khan. Well, uh, this guy, I feel sorry for Amir Khan because he lives in his own false world with his own false perspective on life. <sighs> elbow injury? Are we buying or selling that we might have had a better Amir Khan that we've seen in the ring with Terrence Bud Crawford a few weeks ago? No, no, no. We're definitely not buying that at all. Amir Crawford is a true warrior, though. As we see, we knew he was hurt. He came into the fight saying that his elbow was hurt. Oh, and he man. took the fight anyway, gave on a, a valiant effort, letting us know that he's he is who we thought he is. He's a true, he's a true, true champion. But, I mean, it don't matter. He's still going to get watched. A true con artist. Because, a, a true con artist. I mean, so what are we <laughs> saying? What, what was he conning about? <laughs> King Khan artist. Well, hey, what man, come on, man. He claimed behind, he was uh, um, in control of the fight or whatever. He was making up all these excuses after the fight. Come on, man. That dude, that dude come on, man. Even going into the <laughs> no, he's fight. Delusional. Even going into the fight. No. Man, yeah, same Khan shit, man. We all know that. But he's always He's trying to delusionize the whole fucking Amir- world. That's a con artist. <laughs> he's trying to delusionize no. the whole fucking world. He's a fucking con artist, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I don't I, think so. I think Khan thinks he's the man. I think he has 100% confidence in himself. <laughs> and I think he might think that he he was winning the fight. He might have thought that, but we all saw the fight and he and he had to give a, and he had to give it up. So, you know, 
I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, he's getting better. I'm glad to see that he'll still be fighting because, you know, boxing does need Amir Khan. Like you said, he's he's a con Get artist. But he's one of the here. top. Boxing needs him? <laughs> boxing needs him, Amir Khan? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, bugging right now, Khan. Yeah, you bugging. Yeah, you bugging. Well, boxing, Amir Khan is one of the biggest, well, of the biggest names in boxing. Hey, Amir Khan is yeah, one of the biggest names in boxing. Away. That's how he got the... Can I, are you, am I, he's am probably I the biggest name in Britain. No, no, he's one of the biggest names in boxing. All right, talk, okay. talk, talk, talk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why he got the fight. That's why he's always getting fights. That's why Amir Khan is still relevant <laughs> after he's getting knocked out getting plenty knocked of out. times. Because, right, right. So if he's not, so if, he's, if his name wasn't big, why does he keep on getting these fights after he gets knocked out? That's because he has a big name. That's because he has, he's a, he's a good-looking he, guy. He's because he bamboozled the whole boxing world, I'm not, I'm saying about how he's better than ever. I'm still, it doesn't I matter talk, about talk, what talk, I said. We see, we see what he sees. We see what we're saying. We see what he what he does, but there's a reason why he can get knocked out multiple times and still have big fights because he's a big name. There's a reason why Adrian Broner can get embarrassed and still get big fights is because he's a big name. No matter if you like him or not, Broner and Khan are two of the biggest names in boxing. It just is what it is. But boxing don't need them the way he said boxing needs American. No way boxing needs American. Come on, you're bugging right now. I kind of like having a guy, a delusional guy around who thinks, you know, who puts Floyd Mayweather on deadlines and stuff like that. I like to keep him around. I'm kind of glad Amir Khan didn't get starched in the retirement like we thought he would against uh, against Bud Crawford because we could still get ridiculous statements like this. JP, yo, this guy right here, he, he lives in the Amir Khan world where things are all gravy and he's the king of the, he's the king of the, and the cream of the crop. Your thoughts on this elbow injury where he's talking? I, I, I'm not saying he's throwing a little bit of shade at Crawford, but, he, you know, he's kind of throwing that idea that, well, I wasn't 100%. Can't wait to be back. <laughs> What's your thoughts on this, this this update that he gave Boxing World yesterday? Well, you know, anybody who's willing to believe it or buy into that, the fight would have been more competitive if Khan were injured. Now, I don't know if he was injured or not, but – Regardless whether he's injured or not, I don't think him being injured or anything would have done anything differently in the fight. He's just overwhelmingly being fighting a guy who's better than him at everything. So, no, it wouldn't have made a difference. He's just trying to save some face. Hopefully he can get another paycheck. It's all about the next check, man. This has nothing to do with fighting. He ain't ain't trying to fight Crawford again, believe me. This is for the next (laughs) (laughs) million-dollar paycheck. You know, this ain't got shit to do with a rematch with Crawford. So I'm over Amir. Anybody with sense should be pretty much over Amir. I mean, him and Broner can fight. That'll be a fun fiasco to see. You know, I'll probably take fuck. That'll be fun. So, yeah, let's do that. That's that's the fight to make. I never thought about that. That's the fight to make. That's the one. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that one. That's a, definitely a fun fight for sure. That's a fun fight. But, folks, I wish we could go on longer, but we could theoretically, but it is Mother's Day. My mom's over here texting me all kind of shit. She wants this. She wants that. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I will, uh, I, I'm not going to buy no food or taking her out to eat. She got food at the house. 
like she used to tell me when I was a little 10-year-old kid who wanted to get some McDonald's and a Happy Meal. So get it back for that. But it is Mother's Day, fellas. We're going to cut this one short. We wanted to do an hour and 30 minutes. We gave you six over. And, uh, you know, I want to wrap this one up and get started with the rest of the day and another holiday that just so happens to be on the glorious Sunday in which we talk boxing that gets a little cut short. But, Willa, uh, did you get all this stuff done today? You said earlier you were at church and then went to go eat with the mom, so the rest of the day going to be kicking back, lay back, all that stuff at the crib or what? Uh, yes, sir. Free day for me. About to just relax, barbecue, check out this Game of Thrones. She'll be watching the Rockets, but that's neither oh, here nor man. there. Yeah, I don't want to talk basketball with you. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Game of Thrones. All I know is I got Denver winning today, and I got number two and them Raptors pulling out the W. JP, what you got going on for the rest of the day in SoCal, my man? Oh, uh, man, I got some friends and whatnot heading down. We all heading down to my parents' house. Tend to get over there, get on the grill a little bit, uh, play some – some Motown and some 80s and 90s R&B, and uh, we're going to yeah. go out like that tonight. We're going out like that. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Janelle, what you got going on, hey, man? Speaking of, some, hey, got some, speaking of, hey, uh, speaking of, Save Room, yeah. what is that called? Take Care? Take Care by uh, John Legend is a top three R&B. <laughs> you still on CD that. of all times. <laughs> you still on that, Willis. I seen you talking about that the other day. Man, you just keep it at one hundred. You you sticking to that or are you just pushing that? No, no, no. That might be it. Might be like top two to tell you the truth. But that's that's an amazing CD. And I just you know he brought up R and B, so I just wanted to put that out there. Play that for your mom. It's a great CD. That's what's up. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. That one's gonna be on you, Willis. So I'm gonna put that one and give credit where it's due. Janelle, NYC, what you got going on for the rest of the day, man? You getting back in the gym? Or how, what's going down? Actually, I just left the gym. Actually, I was just uh, oh, when I called in, um, I was actually I, I just finished uh, putting some rounds and and beating some heads up. You know what I mean? So um, Bible right now I'm about to go home, take a shower. I'm going to call my mama again. I'm going to call my moms again, let her know how much I love her for bringing me into the world, showing the world and how great it is to have someone like me. You know what I mean? Because the world needs me. It's like a box needs a bear kind. The world needs me. Janelle, <laughs> <laughs> the Segway King Parkinson. I love it, man. I love it. I went from sweet to a heel turn. The crowd would be booing you on wrestling right now. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Make sure that y'all give your mothers the most, the most love and appreciation for today. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely doing the same with my mom. And also a lot of love to the, to Mother's Day to the, to the girls that don't have mothers yet because they might be my future baby's mama in the, in, in the foreseeable. So, uh, for that being said, man, NYC. Houston, Texas, Southern California, the San Joaquin Valley of Central California. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. And we'll be back on Wednesday with Willis preview show for the week. Have a good one. Happy Mother's Day to all. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, folks, we out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.